Shakespeare in Dublin is a three-part educational drama series produced to mark the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death. Near FM have commissioned three local writers to adapt three of Shakespeare's most famous works and transport the stories to a modern-day Northside Dublin setting. The plays interpreted for this educational drama series are King Lear, Macbeth and A Midsummer Night's Dream. All the plays appear either on the Leaving or Junior Certificate cycle and for this series we have partnered with educational consultant Mary Elaine Tynan who has created teaching and learning resources to be used in the classroom as an educational guide to understanding the themes of each play. The educational component includes a series of worksheets to accompany the finished radio programmes and these materials can be found online at nearfm.ie forward slash education. We now present to you Larry, written by Henry Hudson, an adaptation of Shakespeare's much-revered play, King Lear. Here it is, girls. Came in this morning's post. I'll check it, Dad. Should be okay, Geraldine. That solicitor charged enough... Uh, Do you want to read it too, Rita? Two sets of eyes, Dad. I appreciate you two looking out for me, but... um, But what, Dad? Well, Rita, about your sister being left out of the loop, uh, Cecilia is my daughter too. Dad, she's a dozy drawers. You said it, Rita. Cecilia struggles with her shopping list. True. She's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So you did the right thing in transferring your house and bank accounts to us. We'll manage everything. Cecilia will be way out of her depth. You're right, Geraldine. Cecilia is a willing horse, but I'm not fish. How do you mean, Dad? At Christmas and birthdays, you two send me great big cards to the best dad in the world. But Cecilia just comes, makes my dinner, takes my washing and goes, just like any other day. And I'll bet she never says how much she loves you. Not like I do. Or me. I got a request on the radio for your birthday. And I put your photo up on Facebook. So you did. I'd be waiting a long time for Cecilia to make a fuss of me. Now, I was thinking, uh, I'll want you two to rent out the house, uh, uh, deal with uh, tenants and all that stuff, and leave me to enjoy my retirement. But if the house is rented out, where will you live? Simple, Rita. I'll stay with each of you in turn, six months at a time. What? Six months? And every week I'll ask my mates in for a few beers and a game of cards. With the rent money rolling in, I'll be on the pig's back. And on that note, I need to use the gents. Back in a few minutes. Well, Rita, how soon could you take him in? Me? Take him in? You heard what he said. He'll have to live somewhere. Well, Geraldine, it certainly won't be with me. They'll have to go to Cecilia. After all, she's already doing his washing and shopping. May as well go the whole hog and take him to live with her. Larry! Larry! Wake up, man! Huh? Where am I? And who are you? 
Try, um, spirit. Whiskey or ghost? <laughs> Very droll, Larry. A man is entitled to ask questions. Like, uh... What are we doing up here on the scene? Well, if you must know, Larry, we're observing. Observing? There's 15 feet between here and the floor. Oh, fair play to the nuns. High ceilings in every ward. I'd break my neck if I fell. Oi! You below! Up here! You're wasting your time. No one can see us. Or hear us. We're invisible. Neat trick, eh? Good view from up here. My God, Spirit! That's me! On the bed! Am I... dying? No, Larry. You're already dead. But the doctor is... uh... Filling in the paperwork. What happened to me, Spirit? Heart attack. Very inconsiderate, Larry. Dying suddenly and in the middle of the night. Have they contacted my family? They're trying the next of kin number, but uh, no joy. Oh, it's my daughter Cecilia's mobile. Dozy cow. I swear she'd sleep through eternity. What about your other daughters, Geraldine and Rita? How do you know about them? Oh, you'd be amazed at what I know, Larry. Anyway, may as well get comfortable while we wait. Wait for what, spirit? For some of your relatives to show up. to come here, spirit. No choice, Larry. They brought your remains to the mortuary. What could we do? Only follow. I hate mortuaries. They're always freezing. (laughs) They could put on the heat for all the good it'll do. A born comedian, aren't you? (laughs) Believe me, Larry, there's nothing funny about this business. What time is it? Half ten. Half ten? I'm dead eight hours and still no sign of Cecilia. Is she gone to the Bahamas? You were always hard on her, weren't you, Larry? Was I? Last night, Cecilia brought you up towels, pyjamas and underwear. Because I needed them. But as ever, you weren't satisfied. You demanded that she smuggle in a flat of brandy for you, breaking every rule in the book. I can't sleep without a drop of brandy. But for once, and for your own good, Cecilia said no. She stood up to your bullying and barking, what did you do? You roared at her. Roared? Damn it, Cecilia! You were never any use. Get out of my sight and don't come back. Maybe I, I, I did let fly, Spirit. I, I, I wouldn't put it past myself. You ungrateful, ill-mannered old relic. It's not me, Spirit. It's my temper. I, I can't help myself. A typical street angel. Would you snap the nose off the Pope? Of course not. The President, then. I told you, Spirit. I have a bad temper. Uh, People with a bad temper only lose it when it hurts someone else. Never when it hurts themselves. But but I'll apologise to Cecilia. A profound, grovelling apology. Will that do you, spirit? Apologise, is it? From a mortuary slab? Anyway, your daughters are outside. At last, Cecilia shows up. No, just Geraldine and Rita. Oh, I get it. Cecilia has the hump because I shouted at her. In public, Larry, and not for the first time. The whole ward was watching while you treated her like dog dirt on your shoe. She knows I didn't mean it. She should be used to me by now. No one gets used to that kind of abuse. And there they are, Geraldine and Rita. Look, spirit, 
Have you ever seen two people more devastated? Their faces ashen with grief. Let's hear them. Rita, are you sure that we can do this? Certain, Geraldine. If we stay focused and strong. Okay, Rita. Focused and strong. That's my girl's chip off the old block. Larry, button it. First off, Geraldine, we need to list everything we have to do. Who we have to involve. And more important, who we don't. We'll run things our way. My God, did you ever think we'd be in this situation? This isn't a situation, Rita. It's a nightmare. My sudden death spirit dropped on them like a hammer blow. Larry, for the last time, shh. But they thought they'd have me for years to come. And now... They have to organise a funeral. And what do you think they're trying to do? How does this sound, Geraldine? I'll deal with the undertakers and you handle things here at the hospital. Suits me, Rita. I never realised there'd be so much to do. We'll just have to learn. And fast. We shouldn't have to learn at all. God, what a mess. Ah, girls, uh, don't get upset. Uh, It was my time. Uh, It couldn't be helped. They can't hear you, Larry. Uh, Can't I say something to them? Uh, Just one word of comfort. No. And why not? Because you're dead. And the dead can't talk to the living. Right then, Geraldine. I reckon I'll need about an hour at the Undertaker's. What time is it now? Mm, 20 to 11. Then let's meet at the hospital coffee shop at 12? 12 it is, Rita. I'll see you there. Well, that's that then. That's that, my eyes, spirit. You've done nothing since we met, only call me a bad-tempered, ignorant, ungrateful old swine. If the hat fits, Larry. But you've just heard the girls. Strong and steady. They'll give me the funeral I deserve. No doubt they will, Larry. Come on, spirit. You got it all wrong about me. Now, like the Yanks say, suck it up. Suck it up? Like it or lump it. We are going to a funeral. My advice is leave well enough alone, but if you insist... Oh, I do insist. Sorry to put your spirit nose so far out of joint. you can do. Larry, the church is packed. And besides, we'll get a better view from up here. That's another thing, Spirit. I always said when I popped my clogs, I was to go to St. Martin's, not here to St. Michael's. Oh, St. Martin's is too small for a funeral as big as this. True enough, Spirit. Did you see the car park jammed from gate to gate? It's some turnout. Told you, Spirit. Now, admit that you were wrong about me. Come on. Say you're sorry. I'm saying nothing. Look at the coffin they picked. Solid oak, that is. No skimping here, spirit. Rolls Royce all the way. And those men in the centre aisle? Uh, and my sons-in-law. Uh, Eddie is Geraldine's husband. Con is Rita's and Ken is, um... Cecilia's husband. How do you know that, spirit? 
I told you, Larry. You'd be amazed at what I know. Ah, look. Your grandchildren being ushered into their seats. Each one holding a little pink rose. They all look so upset, shattered by grief. And what a loss they've had. Hey, Spirit? You've no idea, Larry. Wait, Spirit. Where are the girls? Where are my daughters? There, below us. Geraldine and Rita, walking slowly up the aisle, carrying a photograph to be placed on the coffin. I I hope they used the one in my navy blazer. I don't look a day over 50 in that. It always has to be about you, doesn't it, Larry? You first, you middle, you last. Like I said, spirit, suck it up. And where's Cecilia? She is here, isn't she? Well... She, she, She can't let the side down, spirit. Hump or no hump, I insist that she has to be here this morning. Whatever you say, Larry. Look, the girls have reached the altar. How gently the priest takes the photograph. How reverently he places it on the coffin. How slowly he turns it towards the congregation. No! Spirit! Something's wrong! That's Cecilia's photograph. I should hope so. It's Cecilia's funeral. Cecilia is dead? My Cecilia? When? How? When? Seconds after she ran out of the hospital, with your foul-mouthed abuse ringing in her ears. No! 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 And how? Hit by a car. Never saw it coming. And why, Larry? I, 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 I don't know, Spirit. I don't know. Because her eyes were blinded by tears. Her body racked with tiredness and her mind in turmoil. What are you talking about, Spirit? She was punching 16-hour days, trying to look after her family, look after her job, and most of all, look after you. But she loved looking after me. She didn't love looking after you, Larry. She just loved you. Full stop. And I threw that love back in her face. A hundred times a day, Larry. Come on. We have to go. No, please. Let me stay. Your daughters had to organise two funerals. One for Cecilia and one for you. We've dealt with Cecilia's. We we can talk about my funeral later. Can't wait, Larry. Of course it can wait. If Cecilia's funeral is today, then mine won't be until tomorrow. No, Larry. Your funeral was at half past nine this morning. What? A funeral at that hour? You only do that if you don't want anyone to go. Out of your own mouth, Larry. Out of your own mouth. Spirit, why are we in a coffee shop? What about my funeral? That's why we're here, Larry. Look to the table near the window. Charity? Rita? But they're at Cecilia's funeral. Different time zone, Larry. Remember, in the mortuary. They arranged to meet in the hospital coffee shop. 
We've gone back in time. I don't like this spirit. I don't like it one little bit. Frankly, Larry, I don't care whether you like it or not. Oh, thanks, Geraldine. I was gasping for a cuppa. Likewise, Rita. So, how did it go at the Undertaker's? Well enough, considering that Ken has just lost his wife and his kids have just lost their mother. Spirit, I just want to say... Not now, Larry, not now! Sorry, Rita. It must have been very hard for you. It was. But the Undertaker's were wonderful. Took us through everything. Even flowers for the children and... And what, Rita? Ken picked a beautiful casket for Cecilia. Solid oak. Proper order, Rita. Proper order. And if I was their spirit, I'd order the very best for her too. Caring about Cecilia? A bit late now, Larry. You know, Rita, it'll be nice to have Cecilia buried with Mammy. It will. The Undertaker is arranging it as we speak. What a wonderful idea, spirit. Cecilia and me buried with Mammy. Unusual, though, uh, two coffins going into a grave on the same day. Just listen, Larry. Just listen. Okay, Geraldine. That's all Cecilia's arrangements in place. Now, about the other old consequence. What other old consequence, spirit? Guess, Larry. Guess. You don't mean... No, they can't be talking about... uh... Well, sorted, Rita. I told the hospital we'll have a coffin in the mortuary by half past eight tomorrow morning. You did tell the undertakers we wanted no frills or flounces. I told them to use the cheapest coffin they could find. No, no, spirit. I want a solid oak coffin uh, with brass handles. Larry, you wanted to know about your funeral, so listen. And while I was at it, Rita, I slipped the mortuary tenant a 50. He'll make sure there's no delay. Good thinking, Geraldine. The coffin must be there by 20 past nine. Otherwise, we'll lose our slot. Well, that's how they do things at the crematorium. Crematorium? No! No, spirit! I want a proper funeral with a mass and flowers and singing and and, and hundreds of mourners. Sorry, Larry. No mass, no flowers, no singing. And as for the mourners, you'll be dust long before they ever see the notice. What notice? The one in the papers saying that your cremation was private by your own request. Cecilia wouldn't let that pair of bitches do this to me. She'd give me a send-off fit for a king. Uh, Just one problem, Larry. Cecilia isn't here, remember? By the way, Rita, what happens to his ashes? What does she mean, spirit? She's asking where your ashes will be laid to rest. With Mammy, of course. We were married for 43 years. Where else would I go? (laughs) You're about to find out, Larry. To be honest, Geraldine... I'd dump the ashes in the brown bin and let the council take care of them. Ditto on that, Rita. He made Cecilia's life a misery, but I never took any of his lip. Me neither. He wouldn't dare snap at me. I'd have gone through him for a shortcut. No wonder Mammy didn't want him buried within a mile of her. She said it often enough. Don't bury that narky, whiskey-faced torment anywhere near me. Is that true, Spirit? Did Mammy really say that? Will I not be buried in the place I wanted? If Cecilia was alive, you'd have some hope. She'd still be Daddy's little girl, trying to fulfil your every wish. And hoping for just one word of love or thanks. 
But I never give her one nor the other. Steady, Larry. We're almost done here. I checked out our options, Geraldine. According to the Undertaker, the handiest is to have the ashes placed in a columbarium wall. The ones with the little plaques? Done and dusted, if you'll pardon the pun, in two minutes flat. I'll vote for that, Rita. And that's all you'll get, Larry. A little plaque with your name and date of death. One little plaque amongst thousands of others. How is this happening to me, Spirit? Why is it happening to me? Because you backed the wrong daughter, Larry. Or should I say, the wrong daughters. Come on, we have one last stop to make. this the place, Spirit? This is it, Larry. The start and the end point. The Alpha and the Omega. It looks... familiar. Because you've been here before. I have. You left here at your conception and headed towards life. And now you've returned. The two roads that lead from here, they they look very... different. (laughs) They are. One is leafy and warmed by the sun. It has cafes and parks and playgrounds for the kiddies who leave life early. The people on that road, where are they headed? Towards the light. Cecilia is on that road, isn't she? As we speak, she and her mother, your late wife, are having coffee and cakes at a lakeside cafe. What I wouldn't give to be there with them, spirit. And then there's the other road, Larry. It's cold, wet and dark. There's no food and nowhere to rest. And although your body cries out with tiredness, you must go on and on and on. Which of the roads must I take, spirit? That will be decided by the last judgment. All that stuff they taught us was true. Fiery chariots and and hosts of angels? (laughs) No, Larry. No angels. No heavenly hosts. And just one judge. And when will this judge arrive? He's already here. You're the judge? No. You are. You can fool everyone else, Larry. But you can never fool yourself. Then heaven help me, spirit... Come, I'll walk with you to the start of the road. Rita and Geraldine will walk this road too, won't they, spirit? Karma, Larry. The wheel turns, sooner or later. And heaven help them. Careful, Larry, don't fall over that. Oh, it's nothing, spirit, just a bunch of old rags. Uh, Look closer. Cecilia! Cecilia, my darling... Oh, spirit, look how pale she is, how cold she is, and those cuts all over her face. That's how she died, Larry, lying on a dark, wet street, broken and crushed like a rag doll. Cecilia, Cecilia, forgive me. Forgive your vain, stupid old father. Hold out your arms, Larry. Careful now. There. 
You will carry her with you, every step of the way. Can I be forgiven, spirit? Will I ever be forgiven? Only you can answer that, because the only person who can forgive you is yourself. Now, walk away, and do not look back. You will never see or hear from me again. Spirit! Spirit! Please don't leave me here. Please, Spirit. Please don't leave me. You've been listening to Shakespeare in Dublin, Episode 1, Larry, by Henry Hudson, based on King Lear by William Shakespeare. Larry was played by Peter Pryor. The Spirit was played by Tom Murphy. Rita was played by Neve Murphy. Geraldine was Rebecca Blomfield. Director was Alan Bradish. Consultant was Mary Elaine Tynan. Producer was Paul Lochran. Music by Kevin MacLeod. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.